If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. We are recording. Oh, God, I need to people's uh, voice thing, don't we? How's your week been, Josh? <laughs> Welcome to Lockdown Parents in Hell. <laughs> that's got to be the start. Yeah, that, it... we were recording that. That should be the start. Yeah. <laughs> Let's the just get straight thing. into it. Let's just—we don't need a voice one today. I'll just get straight into my yeah. day. I was thinking just then that this has shown how low my kind of life ambition is at the moment. So this is not part of my bad day. This is the one positive to come out of my day. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, because I'm doing League of Their Own tomorrow. Yeah. And um, so you do a brief, if if you haven't done a dirt panel show, um, you do a briefing call where they'll phone you up and they'll kind of tell you who else is on and like what games you might have to play. Just like briefly give you an outline. Because mm-hmm. obviously I haven't done TV in so long. So yeah. I was just quite excited about leaving East London. And he said, have you got any questions about the show? And I went, Will I be able to have a Nando's? <laughs> what did he say? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you can have a Nando's. And I was like, great, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll do that. How, how have you been? You, you've, I've had a you terrible seem, few you, days. You sound stressed, but I've not Ter- heard Terrible 24 it. hours. Oh, no. So About Jack Bauer. <laughs> that, would have gone, that would have really done well 15 years ago, that. So, um, it started, I have lost my wallet. Oh no. But I've not made my peace with it yet. So I'm still at that stage where my cards are blocked, but I haven't cancelled them. Temporary block while you look, basically. Temporary block. Because I just don't believe that I've lost my wallet. Between. So you you know that deli? Yeah, the food bank deli. Yeah. They do some lovely stuff in that blue box by the door. (laughs) Well, there might be a wallet that fell in there, actually. (laughs) Have a look. Um, so just between that and my house, which is what twenty yards, yeah, I can't have lost a wallet in that distance. Oh no! 
Did you um, put it in a plastic bag when you was coming back? No, it was back? in my pocket. Well, it's not a plastic bag, is it, with them? We have to carry no, it. No, no, exactly. Obviously, Canvas. they'd have absolutely held <laughs> me over the coals. So I've lost my wallet. Um, and we'd got overly used to uh, my daughter waking up at a reasonable kind of 7.30, and then she oh. did a 5.30 this morning. Oh, it's a game so, changer. So I'd gone to bed at like half 12, so I've had only five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's sad about this? There'll be people listening to that going, you jammy bastard. You have <laughs> five, five hours all to yourself in a bed. But do you know what it was? I was saying to Rose, I was like, "What? I used to get up at 5.30 every day. Why am I tired today? And it's because I haven't, I'm, I've adopted the, the old old me bedtimes. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've <laughs> slipped into, so I used to get up at 5.30. Yeah, because I went to bed at half nine or 10. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then, into, yeah, I understand. You're in the old me bedtimes. I mean, the know, old that. me. I mean, back in old me bedtimes until. Oh, <laughs> that's my character, my Cockney character. Old me bedtimes. Old, old me bedtimes. Here he comes. Old me bedtimes. He's only bleeding, woken up. <laughs> um, so the worst thing that's happened is we've lost our hot water. Now oh, this no. was worse when it happened at Christmas. Is it, Josh? I know you've not worked on telly for a little while, but you've lost your wallet and you can't afford hot water. Do you need a loan? <laughs> Are you okay? I don't know, genuinely, I just I'm, I need that Nando's because I'm starving as well. Because I've been in that deli, and if you're shopping in there regularly, you need to be on telly a lot. <laughs> so at Christmas, our, our boiler broke, which was much worse because obviously it was freezing. And we didn't have hot water for four days from from the Christmas night back to kind of the 29th. Oh, that's the, awful. It was awful. And it was only fixed in the end by me doing one of those. Have you ever had to do a passive aggressive tweet where you at the company in to get them to get their act together? Oh, no, I haven't. But I'm really looking forward to it one day. Yeah, and it really it does work. I will admit it works. But... Yeah, but what's the point of you know getting that following if you can't exploit it every now and again? <laughs> exactly. Don't you tell me anyone else wouldn't do the same with a cold house? <laughs> exactly. It so like you were doing it for your Jimmy Choos. No, exactly. I, I found they they said it would take three to seven days for the part or something, and I tweeted out. Does anyone else have this part? Because at and then the company oh, name. That's good. That is yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And then they found the part quite quickly. But I can't did. do that this time. So we didn't have any hot water. And I thought I'd fixed it, Rob. Mm. I was so smug about it. So I went down to the, um, uh, what's it called? The boiler in our kitchen. Yeah. And it was flashing red six times. And I got the manual out. And I cross-referenced the six red flashes. And I was like, I'm absolutely nailing this. Six red flashes also equals... <laughs> miscellaneous fault which is not a good enough oh, that is not no. an acceptable description of and what... i hate it when they never they just put misc as well they didn't give <laughs> yeah. you a misc m-i-s-c on the little dashboard misc but it said hold the button down for five seconds and it'll reset and it did but then obviously the hot water didn't come back on so um called out a plumber today and he looked at the boiler so i'm going to send you a photo now of the boiler yeah See if you can spot the issue. Um, can I just double check? Are we um, uh, dads in our 30s? Oh, hang on. I've got a picture of a boiler in my inbox. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that's the boiler. Yeah. Oh, there's a mouse on it. There's a dead mouse on the top of it. This has got to go out in our Instagram because we, we keep forgetting yeah. to put stuff up. There's yeah. a towel hanging down. 
that's a dead mouse. Mm. And he was like, well, that dead mouse is going to have chewed through some wires. And that's why he's dead. Do you reckon he thought it was a fridge? That's why he was trying to get in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so currently, so he was like, we're going to have to call out pest people to oh, fumigate no. the boiler before we can do any work on the boiler. I'm just, I, I'm so close to just buying a new build in Canary Wharf, Rob. <laughs> That's the problem. You've got a beautiful Victorian period house and it is stunning, but full of snails and mice. Also, as well, Josh, I'm just saying, if you do want to sell this house, you've got to fucking shut up soon about it. (laughs) (laughs) You're knocking 10 grand off it every podcast. So currently... And well, I haven't heard from the fumigators. Yeah. So they were meant to call me today. We're currently, as we're recording, it's 5.26, so I'm not hopeful. So still no hot water? Still no hot water. There's no way we're going to have it this evening. 24 hours ago, I was annoyed we didn't have hot water. And now, hot water is a step further away because I've got to get this boiler area fumigated. Oh, at least it went a rat. Yeah, exactly. That's a positive. That's so week. that has been my day. Um, oh, but do you no. know what? I'm having a Nando's tomorrow. Yeah, you know what? You're having a Nando's, you probably earn enough to buy a new boiler and then you're back in the game. Yeah. I should say on the um on the on the house thing that um we talked about um knickknacks last week because you'd come around to my house. Yeah. And people followed my wife's uh knickknack Instagram. Oh yeah. Knickknacks <laughs> knickknacks being things around the house. Just yeah, to be a little clear. little lovely knickknacks. And it is yeah. lovely. It's a lovely house. She posted up what must be the most dangerous thing I've ever seen in our house. I hadn't even clocked, which you've just commented how. It's like a glass cube containing some china. Again, this needs to go on so that we need to put... She's nicked all our followers, your your wife. Yeah, well, outrageous. We'll, we'll, we'll redirect them. It's a glass coffee table with a gold sort of tray. And on that gold tray is five little saucers. Absolutely no reason for those saucers to be there because I was having a cup of tea. That are like porcelain, and then a glass box cage with another sort of ceramic ornament that looks like the bottom half of a turtle and the top half of a unicorn, and yeah. it all looks instantly breakable. And yeah. why, why comes your daughter that hasn't grabbed any of that? Well, I don't know, Rob, but astonishingly, modern technology like a fucking water boiler is the thing that's causing all the problems. <laughs> I realise that, you know, in many ways my life is blessed. In other ways, I'm currently waiting for the corner of my kitchen to be fumigated before I can even consider getting a plumber back to sort the hot water. And you wait as well. It will rain again and get cold. The snails will come out. They're going to chase you out of the house. Three great words. Free Fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Dollar one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 12-31-24. Excludes tax. Must update rewards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, how have you been? 
considering your your week, mine's been pretty plain sailing, to be honest. I mean, I did have a very stressful number two in the toilet. Oh, yeah, you were going to tell us about that. Well, you do get to a point where you can't, you can't have any moments alone. And I, I tried to go for a poo. And I've got quite good at doing it quickly now because I'm aware you have no time. And as I was doing it, I've got two children. One came in and had stripped off completely naked for no reason. Okay. And then went out. The other one came in and saw the other one was naked and thought, that looks like a laugh. I'll have a bit of that. So she came in and stripped off completely naked in front of me as well. And then went, I want a wee. So did a wee in the potty, even though she's old enough to go to the toilet. And I said, go upstairs to the toilet upstairs. All right. Yeah. Um, then one came in carrying a whole watermelon what? that hadn't been cut up. A watermelon from the fridge, <laughs> as, as big as her, curled up. This was. She's, you know, like you see an ant with a branch. <laughs> so she walks in. I went, no, 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 put it down. So she puts it on the floor of the toilet. And obviously, I'm stuck here. I can't yeah. start. You know, I need to. Can I ask? I can I ask what might be a graphic question, but I need to know when one of them walks in. Obviously, you're, you're remaining seated. Yeah. But is the whole manoeuvre put on a kind of pause? Well, what, what had happened was I'd had a few beers and a curry the night before. Oh, my God. So most of the damage... Do you know what? This mouse situation isn't too bad after all. <laughs> most of the damage was done, but yeah. I was still working on a few stubborn bits, shall right, we say. Yeah, yeah. So I was in no position to leave. However, yeah. if you'd walked into my house, you would have known that I'd just had a shit. Yeah, that's that's the vibe, right? Okay, so she comes in with Walkman. I went, no, no, put that down because I don't want to. I don't. I don't want it in the bathroom. But I don't want the toilet. I don't want her to carry it back in and drop it somewhere. So I just put it down, right? So she puts it down on the potty that's got pissing. Oh my word! Oh, yeah. Or, now I'm like, that's got kind of bin, and I'm like, well, could I just wipe it? Will it? Will it not? Anyway, but it hasn't touched any wee bit. It's on top of yeah. But also, they've got a strong old skin of watermelon, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, let's get... I mean, I'm not at that point of the story yet, but I have eaten that watermelon since. But I did clean it. <laughs> anyway, they're not cheap. I'm not... I'm not. I'm doing all right, but I'm not in the position to throw a whole watermelon in a bin. <laughs> anyway, so, so she's put that in there, right? And I went, no, no, leave it. And then I don't know how the two-year-old comes in with the biggest knife I've ever seen. <laughs> walking like a, one from like, Halloween. And I'm like, fuck no! <laughs> I leaped forward to grab it. So I grabbed that, right? Because she wanted to cut the watermelon up. So I grabbed yeah. it. Oh my. And I was like, but now you don't learn what your kids can do until they do it. I didn't think she could reach that far up, but she found two steps that she got and then made a little ladder. Anyway, so I got that, put that behind me, right? So this is all going on. Can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. Where is your wife out at this stage? She's out, right? She's gone to the shops, right? Anyway, and then next thing that happens. One is absolutely screaming because she stubbed her toe and is coming in going, I stubbed my toe, I stubbed my toe. Can I have a plaster? Can I have a plaster? And then the other one goes, comes in screaming, oh, what a watermelon. Daddy won't let me a watermelon. Both screaming, crying. Like, and I'm still in the middle of all this. Oh, and my then God. The door goes. Lou comes in and goes, who's been a good girl today? <laughs> and I shouted, no one. <laughs> <laughs> She bought these two denim jackets from Zara with like Disney characters on. <laughs> and I was like, I can't have them. Just give me five minutes. <laughs> Awful. Oh, wow. Oh, horrendous. Oh, it's just what? like one after another. Just like, they, what? They've been sitting watching telly for like 20 minutes. Why now? Why do that oh, now? Oh, well, it, I'm glad we're both in a good mood. Shall we, uh, shall we hear from some of our listeners, Rob? Um, yes, please. I've got a couple of salty emails about you, actually, Josh. Oh, I, no. Things have taken a turn. It's the lockdown parody mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Okay, do you remember Luke the Puzzle Master Smith? 
the guy that wrote in who'd started doing puzzles, his partner has emailed in oh. with the subject, Luke, the Puzzle Master Smith's partner, strikes back. Oh, okay. So if you remember, Luke uh, was the person who did puzzles because he knew that his wife would make him do them. So it was time on his own away from his kids. Yeah, and he was a bit of the, uh, like, loves rugby, a bit, a bit alpha male passive-aggressive, loves, loves muscles and puzzles. Yes. I am the partner of Luke, the Puzzle Master Smith. Couple of points to make. Firstly, entrapment. When I got with a rugby-playing weightlifting engineer, I thought I'd hit the jackpot securing a man with brains and brawn. Hmm. I'm not sure about the brains. <laughs> So it was just the brawn he had lost since his sympathy pregnancy weight gain. But now I really realise his brains have gone too as he has publicly admitted to his sneaky puzzling tricks on a podcast he knows I listen to. Oh, you Luke. Luke. I mean, I've learned the hard way with golf. I've really opened a Pandora's box. I'm having people come up to me at golf courses, genuinely the ump, going, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you thinking? <laughs> what on earth? You... Yes, that is what we do. But don't tell them. Well, this is the problem Luke's got. If he goes to any of his puzzle workshops, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Secondly. Also known as the Virgin Club. <laughs> Sorry. Can you explain what a jigsaw emergency is? I have sacrificed two full kitchen cupboards to the jigsaw collection as he insists they must be within easy reach at any time in case of a puzzling emergency. I'm not sure what this is and so far I've not had one. Not only can I not eat my breakfast and drink my whipped coffee... It's a lockdown thing like banana bread on my breakfast bar. But I must now store the coffee even further away from the coffee machine to ensure the jigsaws are in a satisfactory position in the house. And lastly, why does a fully grown man insist on being referred to as the puzzle master? It's a rugby thing, isn't it? Do you think it is? Yeah, yeah it's better it is, than like, bit like large arsehole or floppy cock. That's the kind of rugby rugby names, isn't it? Yeah, he insists on it uh, at any time when the puzzle is in the process of being completed. Oh, really? He has to be called that? He has to be called the puzzle master at any time. I think it's always good to get two sides of the story because we do hear one side. So if your partner mm. has written in to us, oh, yes, please. feel free to get back to us with the other side of the story. Yeah, and even if you're not a listener of the podcast, if you've sent something in, uh, play this, play what we said to them and then they can reply. It's only fair, I think, in healthy relationships that the other party gets a right of response. And I'm fully aware we've been doing this for three months now and neither of our partners have been invited on the podcast. But, you know... Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Do you know what I've never thought of, but I think could be a good shout? If you're just like up to your wit's end with kids, right, and they go mental in the kitchen or whatever, or like near the kitchen, you could, in your partner's head, just smash a glass on the floor. I go, oh, sorry, guys, I've dropped a glass. Can you take them in there? Take them in that other room and I'll tidy up. Oh, that is good. Do you think it's worth the money of the glass? Would you buy some cheap glasses, like some really cheap oh, glasses? Oh, yeah, to... I'm talking about Ikea stuff, not Wedgwood. <laughs> Do you want another tip if golf, if you get if you get banned from golf? Yeah. You know, like when a magician gets thrown out of the magic circle, yeah, yeah. you are so close to that, Rob. I know, it's dangerous, isn't it? What's, what's the other tip? Um, I just listened to episode 26 where Rob is rumbled for giving away the golf secrets. He asked if there's any other activities that give you the same kind of freedom. Without wanting to ruin another secret, I have one. Home brewing. Home brewing? For this to be most effective, you need to have a friend who does it at their place rather than your own. You can then say, I'm going to my friend's place to make homebrew. When that's done, we'll share it together. This is why it's great. Oh, well, so, sorry, the girls are banging. I'm, I'm just at work. I'll come in in a minute, okay? Can you stop banging on the window? Put that knife down. <laughs> Put that knife of watermelon down. <laughs> right, see you in a minute. 
Bye. Can you take Luke? Can you take her? <laughs> give, me two, give me five minutes. I'm still doing the podcast. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll help with bedtime. Yeah, definitely. Look at this. Look, absolutely under pressure here. Like, can you help with bedtime? Pressure on. You don't get Lewis Hamilton's wife tapping her watch when he's on his last lap. <laughs> Hurry up. I've got bedtime in a minute. I don't care if you're on track for the greatest finish of all time. What's, um, what time's bedtime start, Rob? About six. I've got 20 minutes. I mean, she's, yeah. if it was five to... I'd, I'd say, if Lewis is in the middle of work, I'd knock on the window at quarter past six to say, are you helping with bedtime or not? Do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But anyway, we'll have to sort that out. I mean, it's good to hear this live parenting in action. Really, yeah, no, it? no. Because anyone that doubts that you're a real parent, it's these kind of things where people get the real insight into what we're actually like. Yeah, also as well, I'm in the office. I've got my laptop out, a microphone, and my headphones on. What do you think I'm fucking doing? Wow, let's not go there, Rob. <laughs> what, wanking? Are you, are you suggesting that I'd be wanking with headphones on, talking to myself for a microphone? <laughs> if anyone's going to. Um... <laughs> Sorry, go. Sorry, Do you want to hear please. about home brewing? Yes, please. Home brewing. A brew day can take from three to eight hours, depending on how you do it. There's very little work actually involved on brew day. Most of it is standing around waiting for liquid to heat up or cool. Ah. You can drink when doing it. In three to four weeks, you will have drinkable beer. You can give some to your partner as a gift. Oh, I. It's all. It's all making sense now. Like my my father-in-law makes pickled onions. Oh, mate. And he will do like 15 jars of it. And what he gets is he collects all the jars and he spends like a day washing out the jars, peeling off the old jam oh, label or whatever it is, then pickling it. <gasps> brisket. Americans do brisket, don't they? The slow cooker. This, exactly. I, need a slow, I need a slow burner in the garden that's charcoal, not gas. This one as well. It says you can go to beer festivals in name of research in places like Germany and Belgium. Oh, I mean, Rob. Rob, I'll be honest with you, though. I can't be bothered to make homebrew. Like, I almost... It'll be disgusting as well. It, if I, I don't want to drink my own beer, particularly with what, what kind of wildlife is on the edge of this house. I don't need oh, to be yeah. doing that in the garden. You're, you have not got fresh enough water to be brewing. Am <laughs> um, I getting hints of dead mice and snails? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's from East London. <laughs> um... Shall we have the uh, salties? Oh, yes, please. Let's have a look at a bit of salty stuff. Um, I think you're going to get annoyed by a couple of these, by the way. Oh, no. Because um, you, you can get a bit frustrated, you can. Here we go, here we go. Hi, Rob and Josh. I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. I met Josh outside of Wangamamas in Tunbridge Wells last summer. Yeah, um, I remember going to that Wagamamas. Josh was... <laughs> not the gig, just the Wagamamas. I, Josh... The gig was... Um, it was the night Liverpool... Do you remember when they won 4-0 against Barcelona after being 3-0 down oh, in the first leg? Oh, you missed that. And-, and I walked off and I wanted them to win, but it was a bittersweet moment. Also, Rob, and you'll know what this is like, it was one of those early previews that doesn't go very well and then your agent and your PR turn up in the dressing room having not told you they're there. And then you think, this is the end of my career. They're going to yeah. drop me. You think that's the end of it. That's go, it. There you go, mate. That's, that's, that's enough from you. Get in a jungle or get dancing. <laughs> Um, Tunbridge Wells is a tough gig as well because everyone goes there so they're used to some high quality like McIntyre and Lee Evans will go there for warm up so tough place to go anyway um, he was doing a warm up show my wife Marie and I had tickets but unfortunately Marie got really ill that day it's quite I'd love to know what's wrong with Marie I don't want to pry but really ill sounds quite interesting I hope she's okay Um, so not well enough to attend I mean really ill implies something really bad's gone on or yeah Diarrhea. But not bad enough that you're not stood outside of Wagamama's. 
Um, Marie got really ill that day and was not well enough to attend. I'm a massive Josh fan. And so we agreed that I'd rather return our tickets and get an alternative date than go on my own or with a friend at the last minute. Okay. So he must have got his money back then. Is that him? Do you get, do you get money I think back? half the audience did that night, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> they were more disappointed than Barcelona fans. <laughs> um, to console myself, I headed to Wagamama to get takeout dinner where I met Josh. In my excitement at spotting Josh, I almost crashed into him. I explained my sorry tale, how I was his biggest fan. I'd argue, Josh, if he was your biggest fan, he would have gone to Tunbridge Wells and a rescheduled date. Yeah, well, there you go, because he'd enjoy the creative process. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If, if Richard Pryor was in Tunbridge Wells and uh, my wife was ill, I'd go and then go again. But, yes. You know, uh, you're, uh, some people do say you're the next Richard Pryor, Josh. They very much did. <laughs> in, uh, in style, looks a lot. Anyway, so my biggest fan definitely wanted uh, my first time seeing him live to be special occasion with Marie. Fair enough. Yeah. But told enough. him we were going to rebook the tour proper in Leicester, close to the in-laws. Uh, Josh was, God, I tell you what, he's given away a lot of info. I could, I could steal his identity, this geezer. Josh was so friendly and charming throughout, even allowing a selfie. Well, but that didn't stop me cycling home, reflecting on the fact that Josh didn't consider my tale of woe good enough to merit some complimentary tickets to see him in Leicester. What? So I don't, I don't understand why he should get free tickets. And also, so you know. what? So we had a lovely conversation, but I didn't pitch him that he should get some free tickets out of nowhere. He've had a photo with him. He's got his money back with the returns, and he's rebooking for Leicester, close to his in-laws. So he he would be. I don't, I can't think. I don't think you can call that yeah, salty for not giving that's... you free tickets. Yeah, I mean. I think if I was at that stage, Leicester was a good few months away. I'd have been really have to be worried about sales to be punting out free tickets in Tunbridge Wells, <laughs> particularly with how I thought the show was going at that point. If he did go to Leicester, he had a much better evening than he did in yeah. Tunbridge. Yeah, um, I think I think there should be a word for people that are too presumptuous for something that they call you salty. Yes, you can't call someone salty for not offering. He didn't even ask. No, but no. offering free tickets. That's. We, yeah. need a, we need a new word for that. So I rule that as uh, unsalty. Unsalty. Okay. Good, good. Um, here we go. Um, hi, Robert Josh. I recently... This is a salty Josh, this is. You sound really like you found this funny. <laughs> you're going to hate it. You're going to... Before, I think you've all found him a bit of a laugh. I think you're going to take umbrage with this. Oh, anyway. No. Hi, Robert Josh. I recently started listening to the podcast and my ears pricked up the other day at the mention of people's various salty, sweet experiences. Don't start changing the name of it, mate. It's not salty or sweet. It's salty or unsalty. Okay. Arguably, that's a better name. I'll judge it. Yeah, it is is much better. But, you know, we're not going to take notes off this guy. You've told me I'm already going to be annoyed at. I don't think any, you know, any of these are that bad because if someone had had an awful experience of me, I wouldn't then go and listen to their parenting podcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, imagine this one. I've got one here from Josh. Um, yeah, about eight years ago when Josh was single, I met him. He fucked me and never called me back. <laughs> okay, let's put that in the salty. <laughs> so, if they really did like you, Josh, just tell yourself if that. I'd, if I'd had a really bad experience with someone. Yeah. Like, there's, there's comedians who I actively dislike, and I'm sure there's comedians you actively dislike, Rob. Oh, yeah. If... I, could, I name them now? Do you want me to name them now? Or not? In case we need to book <laughs> nah, them. No, we, we know who they are. No. He would be a good booker, wouldn't he? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he would. Um, <laughs> he might fucking have to. He's got no live work. <laughs> Bleep that out and it'll, it'll work perfectly. Um, but 
I wouldn't actively go and listen to their podcast. Anyway, let's see yeah. what this guy's got right, to say. Yeah, you're, you're being quite defensive. Anyway, late last year, my girlfriend got us tickets year. to the last leg recording, one of my favourite shows, and from Taskmaster, Josh, one of my favourite comedians. We travelled down to London and decided to make a weekend of it. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Weekend in London. Free, these tickets are free, we should add, yeah. as well, to be in the audience for last leg. Just to say, as are all TV shows, it's not that we struggle. Oh. <laughs> No, all, all TV shows are, are free. Um, we felt very lucky on arrival as we were moved from the very back row to being sat just behind Adam. Oh. The comp pair came on and was fun, energetic and lively. Mark Soon, Over. Yeah, Mark Over, excellent warm-up. Um, soon, Adam too appeared and did a longer than expected back and forth fluff of the audience. You're a bloody really telling pleasant. me, mate. I have, to do, I have to watch that every Friday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before long, it was time for the show to start. Alex and Josh arrived. Immediately, my girlfriend turned to me and whispered, wow, Josh looks really miserable, doesn't he? Liking Josh and giving him the benefit of the doubt, quickly Kevin in my eyes is his thriller album. I defended him to her. He's probably had a long day week. It's pretty cold outside, etc. Could this be when your boiler was broke? Hence your anger. I don't know. Was well, it, by the law of average, is something was wrong with my house. Well, the, can you remember the show? The guests were Joe Lycett and Daisy May Cooper. Yeah, I remember that. Well, you, yeah, I remember that show happening. Was um, you miserable that day? I might have been nervous. Yes, I, I'll defend you with this, Josh. You are very focused before shows and can sometimes get a little bit nervous, but it's you concentrating on what you've got to do because yeah. it's a tough show as well, last day, because it's all live. Everything all live. you say immediately goes out to the world and you do talk about, you're not only being funny, you've got to talk about stuff that can be quite political or you yep. know quite, quite delicate stuff. Those guests would have been two people that I would have been delighted to have yes. on the show. Exactly, that's not a... Yeah, that, that's and not... considering how homophobic you are, it's great that you welcome <laughs> Joe Lycett with open arms. Um, the, so the show that arrived, Joe Lycett and Dave Cooper, they were introduced, both came across as bubbly and enthusiastic, and Joe in particular was full of beans. As the show got to the break, Adam and Joe turned to various members of the audience and got chatting. They were amicable, friendly and engaging. Meanwhile, Josh whipped out his phone and stared at it throughout the break, whilst Alex had an assistant of some sort bringing him a bottle of lager on a silver tray. <laughs> This happened during the next break also. <laughs> I love the way you've been told off for like looking at your phone where you could have been going through notes or checking Twitter yeah. or checking things you said or, or the news. And Alex has got away scot-free, just a, a, some sort of minion. A bottle of lager. And a bottle of lager and a silver tray, like some sort of randy lord. Do you know what as well? They've, they've missed seeing that because Alex has, and this is far worse, he has a, a glass of Prosecco in the break. Does he? Yeah. It was no, they said it was noticeable Josh was on his phone for good portions of the show. You wouldn't be on your phone during the show. No, not during the show. That was the only person who's ever done that on the last leg was Will I Am, who got his phone out at one point. <laughs> well, he was lucky he was facing the right way, to be fair. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that being a particularly... When, when would that have been? Also, it says late in the show, Josh offered to order a takeaway. For, for everyone. I can't remember exactly why. For the last part of the taping, he sat eating. Did you eat? Oh, Did you... do you know why that was? Did it come up that Boris Johnson had said he couldn't get Deliveroo into Downing Street? Oh, right? so you were trying to get it into... So we were trying to get it into a bit or something like that, right? And we came up with this thing and it was like, we'll try and do it live. Yeah. And it was this absolute faff where... um. I couldn't live order it from my phone, so I had to pretend I was going to order it from my phone and it had to be the correct one that they ordered in the gallery off stage or whatever. Oh, so that's why, that's why you're I on your phone. And I spent my whole that's time on my phone. That's uh, texting the people 
the producers about what I had to, uh, everything I had to do. So, oh, okay, that explains. So it's time. all fallen into place. It sounds it's a bit like these guys weren't paying attention to the show being recorded. Am I right? <laughs> Anyway, so that's why that explains it. At the very end, Josh and Alex seem content talking to, talking to each other, whilst Adam and Joe and the combo continue to interact with the audience. Adam was especially humble and gave sincere thanks to everyone for braving the weather. So, like, fuck, where'd you do it? Fucking South Pole. <laughs> they got a coat on and got the shoe. Fucking hell, how much? Oh, well done for coming out and not paying for a ticket, you fucking sponges. <laughs> <laughs> is that cold? Stay in your fucking house. There's plenty of people that could come. Is that the right approach to an audience? Is that how you should? Well, we haven't got we haven't got audiences anymore anyway because clearly they're not willing to brave the COVID. Oh yeah, so... if they if they won't come out in COVID in August, imagine COVID in December. Anyway, um, yeah. I, so... I, I didn't. I should have been more humble at the end. That well, was that... a huge error. I I, I often <laughs> I, I've never known anyone to criticise someone for not being actively humble. Imagine if, like, you were just in the... Sh- what, what, what do they want? You to go over to this couple and go, oh, you know, so, I'm just... Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm just a, just a guy on a sofa trying his best, trying to bring, like, relief and a bit of, you know, some political barbs. You know, I'm just trying, guys. Thanks. Is that is that what people want? Anyway, as we left, my girlfriend had a full-on rant about Josh and how miserable salty he had been throughout the show. By oh, this point, I'd quite like to hear from Chris's partner about yeah. this. Um because I think he may be egging this up for it to be read out. Um, he had been throughout the show. By this point, I had to agree, especially compared to Joe Lysett, he'd have come across really poorly. <gasps> Josh, is like a formal I complaint. Mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Joe Lysett is an absolute delight. Oh, also, as well, Joe Lysett does this once every couple of months, and he's almost definitely shit-faced. He also, he comes on, the guests come on after 25 minutes. Yeah, He's got half a bottle of wine and he's got to do 20 minutes work for a, he's loving life. That's why he's putting all the effort in. No one's mentioned Alex just sitting there getting shit-faced being poultry. <laughs> Smashing through bottles of Prosecco like it's a bottomless brunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, Josh, this has really resonated. Now, whenever Josh is on TV, my girlfriend rolls her eyes and mutters, dick uh and stuff like Amazing. that. Amazing. Again, it's a real shame as we both really like Josh and Taskmaster and I've really enjoyed his other work. Perhaps he was having a bad night. Anyway, I thought it was a word of the addition to the Salty Unsalty canon. Now, that's, I'd say that's the best addition to the Salty Unsalty canon. I mean, it's, a, it's quite... I, I think the only thing angry. I can do is offer them two free tickets to my tour show in Leicester. Uh, <laughs> this is Chris. Also, uh, thanks. Love the show. So he can't hate you that much. He's put love the show. Uh, P.S. Saw Robert V. Festival in Chelmsford a few years ago and came across as a lovely chap. So definitely can confirm, not salty whatsoever. Let's let's be very clear here, Rob. He didn't see... He, he only saw you on stage. The, the problem with the last leg is um, yes. he was seeing the the advert breaks. I'd say normally in the breaks of the last leg, I very rarely look at my phone. I think it was a, it was your delivery. It must have delivery. been that uh, takeaway nightmare. Well, I, I can. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to apologise for taking my job seriously. Don't, Josh, and I'll, I'll stand by you on that. Yeah. Do not apologise for that. Um, and also, you know, you can't. Your your job is to do that TV show, not to turn around and be humble. Well, I imagine that. How was the last thing? Josh didn't say anything. He wasn't funny. He had no views. But I tell you what, boy, can he be humble. (laughs) He ended by being so humble. Um, Oh, it was so humble. (laughs) I mean, it's a great great salty email. Um, Thank you for that. Um, Genuinely. Also, it's always good when you think about, because you're worried that you've and we've we've met, yeah, you've met someone in the street or something, and you've been salty. 
But yes. when you've been salty just from afar by being on your phone, that that's a, that's a huge achievement. Yeah, I mean, I've been salty before, but actively. I can tell this story. If the, I mean, I, I imagine some of my demographic that like me and have met me can't use email or would be on an under absolute flood of salty tales. <laughs> Once I was in Spain and I had my uh, two kids, they were one and three at that point, a couple of years ago. Mm. And one, uh, the littlest one has fallen asleep in my arms, right? And then I picked up the other one to walk her back to the car. And as I've done that, I've picked them up and this bloke, and he's been there all night. And then he went, oh, can I have a picture? I was like, okay, one second. So it took like a couple of minutes. I had to hand a sleeping kid to one, the, uh, my, my other one to another, my, my daddy was there. And then I stood up the picture and then he gave me the camera and went, nah, I meant one of me and my oh. mate. And I oh. went... Go fuck yourself, you prick. <laughs> and then pick the girls up and went home. And I tell you what, I stand by that saltiness. Yeah. I just, if anything, I weren't salty enough. I should have gone double salt. I should have gone salty caramel on him. I should have really hit him with it. <laughs> sea salt. I, I, and I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm not ashamed of it, yeah, Josh. I think, I think you should be. I think you should be. Um, <laughs> if you have any tales, salty or otherwise, oh. please do keep them coming. This is how you can get in touch on all forums. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff P.O. Box 76748 London E99DW. Right, Rob. Yes. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've enjoyed this. I feel like we've got a lot of our chest, dead mice, watermelon toilets. Yeah. Snails again. Um, and uh, we've got a cracking episode for Tuesday, Josh. I'm well excited. Who we got? We've only gone and got Jen Brister. Yes, please. She's a hilarious comedian and author, uh, mother of twin boys, ages of five, ages of both five. That's how twins yeah. work. Tank of mind. <laughs> she's, uh, she's really funny. Lovely lady. And uh, it's a really, really interesting episode. Um, so, yeah, enjoy. Thank you very much. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.